are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting, screenwriters, and of course, the film and television business. I'm your host, Jared Dean Winchester, and if you've noticed that there has been a steady increase in TV shows or nostalgic movies, for example shall we say, what's, uh, what's one, um, the recent announcement of the Harry Potter franchise being turned into a series, or to bring it closer to home, the Lord of the Rings film series, which was turned into the Rings of Power television series. And of course, let's not forget the Game of Thrones series, which is now the House of Dragon series. So what's going on here? Are producers or showrunners running running out of ideas? Is that why they're actually turning films into TV shows? Now, one reason, or one can argue that this is because a TV show offers a steady stream of income for not just the actors being in the show in every episode, but also it offers security for the crew, from my understanding, because they get to come to work every day, know that They will be there for a period of time and there's going to be a steady stream of income to help them in having that income so that they can pay for their bills and they can pay for whatever it is that they need to cover in everyday life, any day-to-day expenses and more. Here's what I'm going to tell you, that not a lot of TV shows are great. Based on the ones that I've watched, some can be mediocre, and others can be fantastical, but... Just because the trend now is TV shows, getting into TV shows, just because there's been a boom in that doesn't mean there's going to be a boom in quality TV shows. There's going to be a boom in quality TV shows. No. What this means to you, dear viewer, and what this means for you, dear listener, is that it is possible that what you will be seeing is quite mediocre at best. And if you're lucky, you will be coming across one or two TV shows or maybe three that are pretty dang good while the critics trash it 
for no apparent reason, right, left, and center. Now, I'm not saying this is a bad thing. All I'm telling you here is the surge in TV shows has nothing to do with being quality and it has something to do with the steady stream of income that people want to be sure about, the creative professionals want to be sure about because they also need to, like every other on the planet, need to pay the bills. So that's a given. What I'm trying to get at is when you just create TV shows for the hell of it and just because you want to get on the bandwagon, that ain't a good enough reason for jumping into making a TV show. Let's get that out of the way. However, if you have a strong idea, what I'm going to suggest, stay away from anything political, staying away from anything that where the showrunner has the itch to glorify anything that appears normal, anything that in real life happens every day. I would recommend staying away from concepts like that. Anything political, anything that glorifies an event or a series of events that happen practically on a daily basis, but rather put some effort into why this is being done. Now, I'm going to be following this on my end as well. Now, the next time I write something, next time I come up with something, I will have a purpose. I will have a deeper meaning. Now, whether or not you understand this deeper meaning is besides the point. But if TV shows received fair criticism, not the type of criticism where a critic just for the hell of it doesn't properly criticize the show or movie. That's what I found. I found that the ones that are great, the movies that are great, critics have trashed it. Critics have trashed them. And they turn out to be good. Really great in some cases. And it's actually the mediocre ones that the critics tend to praise. The critics tend to promote. Now, if I haven't told you yet already, these critics need no qualification to be critics. Anyone who is anyone 
can critique your movie or TV show and get away with it. They can get away with comments and not be challenged and not be questioned and not be held accountable to anybody because everybody believes the critics are always right and the critics are gods. I was working with one such producer who believed that critics rule the industry and that critics are gods. Well, newsflash for you, producer, they ain't. Now, I'm not saying this out of spite. I'm not saying this out of bitterness because this producer definitely has caused a degree of bitterness that I will always try to shove at the back of my head as yesterday's trash. But seriously, folks, if you have a TV show, if you have a concept, great. But I would appreciate if you don't make it mediocre, if you don't glorify anything that happens on a daily basis. And once you get out of that mentality that you're going to glorify anything that happens every day in real life and get out of the habit of wanting more reality while dealing with reality itself for the most part of the day. I'll tell you something. After a hard day's work, after a hard days of dealing with reality, like eight hours a day, five days a week, I want a break. I want to escape that. But that does not mean I have to deal with concepts, movies, and TV shows whereby I the creative practitioner or I, the viewer, I am viewing anything that the creative practitioners has sacrificed so much that all they're doing is catering to the critics who all they want to do is make it look realistic and all that. No, no, no. Your work, your creative work, is designed to escape reality. That's the purpose, but you have to make it worthwhile, which is exactly why I keep telling you, when I keep giving you this advice, and when I talk about this, I'm not just talking about it. I will be implementing... Like I've said time and time again, I will be implementing my own advice the next time I try to work on something new. I will ask myself why I'm doing this. And you should too. Ask yourself why you're doing this and just 
don't care about the critics. Now, the book I was reading, Mark from Mark Manson, the author, uh, where he writes in the book, the title of the book, How Not to Give an F, that actually says, he actually details how not to care. But I also believe you do have to care, but not that much. You do have to care enough for someone, but not enough, but not too much. And that too much can sometimes lead to other problems. It can lead to evangelism. It can lead to televangelism. Activism that, for the most part, cannot be justified or we can do without. So after the break, I have another segment for you, and this is where I tell you what type of movies that I believe need to be made so that it weakens the influence of all these perverted filmmakers who all they do is spend their time and effort and their ideas, waste their ideas, glorifying anything that happens every day and glorifying relationships that take place every day which causes such evangelism and television televangelism and whatnot so stay tuned this podcast is brought to you by spring whales productions Show them you. Welcome back. So before the break, I was just telling you about why TV shows are popular, why there's an upsurge of TV shows coming out. I also digressed briefly into something else, which I'm not going to mention again. But here's the thing. Movies that need to be made. uh, Now, I'm including the movies that filmmakers or perverted filmmakers are inclined to make, which is... Boy Meets Girl. Now, I have a tip or two that if I was to make a movie, what I would do. Not that I'm going to tell you that I, I can do this better because that's this seems to be the consensus of the film industry. Filmmakers and creative professionals wanting to outdo themselves. This is not what this is about. 
so the movies that I'm hoping that I can see and make is if I made a movie about a character, I would either cause some sort of a positive change with my antagonist. Now, not that I have a soft spot for antagonists or villains, but we have all been told at some point that antagonists are really, in actuality, protagonists of their own story. Now, if this uh, axiom or if this maxim is to be made true, or if this was to come to pass, I would take every chance I get to convert, not just convert, but cause a positive change. Let's put it that way. Cause a positive change in my antagonist. Now, I know there are antagonists or villains that are a lost cause. One of those examples of an antagonist is Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. Now, they almost made him redeemable in Smallville, my favorite TV show, but eventually that didn't work out. Now, I'm not suggesting to do the same, but at least I could give it a shot. Now, what I would do is stay away from the righteous protagonist. This is another set of movies or TV shows that I would like to see. Protagonists being too good and too righteous and wanting everybody else to follow him and wanting everybody else to be like him. No, no, no. That's not what I want. An open point of view by the protagonist, but still clinging on to his values or his consents, his consents. I will also mention to you that it's about time that we changed influence around. Now, right now, in America, and possibly some parts of the world, conservatives are actually passing bills, are passing laws to persecute minority groups. But some of these conservatives are complaining that they're the ones being persecuted. So what I would recommend is a set of movies where one of these conservatives is the antagonist and the protagonist does their best to change their mind, practically. So, for example, if there's a conservative being hostile or being vindictive 
towards the LGBT community or trying to be hostile towards the LGBT community by whatever means necessary, the protagonist of that story could take steps to teach him a philosophical lesson. They can take actions in the movie or in the TV show to cause a psychological change. But through teaching this antagonist a philosophical lesson. Now, when it comes to the education system, now I know I'm digressing here once again, when it comes to the education system, one thing to note is that you are taught the lesson first and then you are tested. You're tested. What I'm proposing in the movies and in TV shows is for either the antagonist or the protagonist to go through some life changes, which could be a life lesson for them, be it the protagonist or the antagonist, and that's how they learn it. So they learn the lesson by being tested first and then learning whatever lesson they need to learn. That's one of the movies or TV shows that I'd like to see. This is one of the concepts that I'd like to see in a TV show or a movie. Now, the third thing that I'd like to see is... Practically, the diminishing of uh, the boy meets girl premise. Now, if some of you are insisting that you want to make boy meets girl premise, I'm going to give you a tip here. Ask yourself these questions. What benefit or how are my characters benefiting from falling in love with each other? Are they complementing each other's weaknesses? I.e., say a girl is falling in love with a boy. Now, the girl's weakness is she's too shy and cannot speak in public, as in, is not good at public speaking. What our pr guy can do, since he is good at public speaking, what he can do is use that strength to complement her weakness. And what the girl is good at, which is any number of things that you can think about, any number of situations or any number of weaknesses that you can think about, you would pick that one for a weakness and then you make sure that the other character complements their own strength towards 
this weakness and turns that weakness into a strength in the end. So that's how the two characters can complement each other. Now, I won't want to see glorified versions of love stories. Now, a lot of filmmakers and TV showrunners are actually doing this. Not exactly sure why they are still doing it. But glorifying something that happens every day is bananas. What I would recommend is staying away from that and challenging yourself with questions. Now, not a lot of film schools and screenwriting schools are going to ask you those questions. My only hope is that if this changes, that would influence society to stop going after or looking down upon minorities, any minority groups, unfavorably. So, less and less of Boy Meets Girl love stories. Protagonists somehow influencing the antagonists and changing them. And or a character using philosophical lessons to teach the other character or to change, causing them to change. So that's what I'm hoping to see. But this doesn't have to be in a drama form. It can be any genre, sci-fi, action, fantasy, thriller, mystery. Doesn't matter what the genre is. These tips need to happen. And I hope they happen pretty soon. So, with that being said, this is Jared Dean Winchester, also known as the Story Dude. Thank you for listening to this episode of Saturdays with the Story Dude. Now, until I talk to you again, don't forget to turn that page